Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we are back here once again with a brand new week at uh, at Dad and Rock, as, as though we're a place. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we're a place. We're an idea. We're, we're a gathering. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, I mean, if you guys follow us on Twitter and everything, you know we started this fantasy football league. Yeah. Uh, amongst other podcasters, and then my wife wanted to get in there just to yeah, help help us fill us out. And, dude, my week one sucked. Yeah. My week, my week one. I mean, I was the only team that didn't break a hundred points. It was putrid. Yeah. And then this past week, like I literally, I phoned it in. I was done. Like I once Monday when Sunday's games were over, I was like, oh, I just got my butt kicked again. Right. It is all over. And I, and the I'm second week, Ky- week two, right? Yeah, week two. Yeah. So I'm playing Kyle from the My Drunken Movie Theater. Uh, if you guys don't know him, check him out. They're awesome. But he put up. He was up on me by 35 points going into last Woo! night's game. That's tough. And I, I had one player. So you were down 35 points. You had one player left to play Monday Night Football. And, I mean, that's desperation. Oh, I thought it was over. Yeah. I thought there was no way. I was like, how can I get 35 points to tie to maybe, you know, look at the bench points and maybe get a, a win just, you know, that way. Right. And, I mean, right out the gate, boom, boom, Aaron Jones, touchdown, touchdown. I'm like, uh-oh. What do you get? Like four touchdowns? Four touchdowns and yeah. over a hundred yards of uh, scrimmage yards. Wow, we and huh? I was oh man, I, I was I, I even felt a slight twinge of like felt bad. I was like, you know what? <laughs> because that is a if we were like if we were betters, that is a bad beat if you ever have one. Yeah, that's tough because you going into Monday, you assume that you're good for the week. Oh, I won the week. I feel pretty good, yeah. and you know I get to just enjoy this football game and not worry about. My fantasy team losing, and here comes Aaron Jones, ready to pull the oh, upset. One, and and I think two of the three were actually passing touchdowns. So not only did he get the yards for the reception, mm-hmm. he also got the six yards for the touchdown, and then he got a point for the catch. So it was like it was just adding up quickly for me. Yeah, I was like, man, that's that's that was fantastic. Because I was getting bummed. I was like, you know what, man, I got a fantastic team on paper. Right. But they forgot the season started. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how I felt. I mean, it's tough. Look, I got, um, well, I won uh, my second week in our league, the podcast league. So I am 2-0. and Thank you very much. Uh, but my other league, <laughs> I, I got a, you know, I got a respectful, like, uh, 127 points. Like, that's typically enough to, to win you a lot of weeks. But I happened to be going up against a guy that got 138 points this week. Yeah. He just had some players that really, it was boom bust. Oh, it was, uh, he had the Rams defense who killed it. They had like 19 points by themselves this week. Uh, and Justin Tucker, who had, you know, he had near uh, 10 points or so. Uh, so it's just one of those things where it's actually his defense and his kicker that really brought it home for him. Dude, uh, I got negative points for my defense. Yeah. And I got no points from my kicker. Oof. And I got like single digits from my flex play, and I still pulled this out. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I was like, man, I'll, I'll say, you know, if my defense would have gotten me anything, my kicker would have got me one field goal. You know how much more hope I would have had going into Monday? Yeah. But I think I was I was so flabbergasted during it. I was like, I, I couldn't stop. Ta- we were like going back and forth. Oh, it was fun. I don't know. I'm having so much fun within this league we have. Because with our Twitter group, and when, there's a lot of them that are actually active. So if you put right. stuff in there, there'll be a bunch of responses back and forth. Yeah. I mean, this is what I was hoping for. Like, I didn't want to get into the league again. Have a really good team. This is the most dis- discouraging thing for me. Knowing that this is a good, you have a good team. Yeah. Like, this week here, it was hard being Kyle. 
And the reason I say that is I was looking at the league. He put up 158 points. Woo. He would have beaten every single other team this week in our league. But I put up 160-something. <laughs> is that your record? How, how many? Do you remember how many points you've gotten in a single week before? Oh, I have no idea. It's a little different with this league here since it's the PPR league. Right. Since they're getting you know, a point per every catch. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a it's a little skewed because I've never played in a PPR league before. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's that's fun for us. You know, fantasy football leagues are a little like the NFL where, you know, the first couple of weeks you start to, start to gauge who's going to have a good season, who's going to have a bad season. But, I mean, leagues aren't won until those middle weeks, I think. You start oh, no, getting but- into week... Four, five, six. People start to lose interest. They don't. They don't dip into the waiver wire. They start not paying attention. And if you uh, go full throttle during those weeks, you're uh, you're heading to the playoffs. Someone's got to fall funny on Brady and just knock out the basement search. I mean, I'm, I'm done. No. <laughs> Evan John. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he throttled me the first week. I mean, who do you do you expect Tom Brady and Gronk to go off for over seventy points just by the, just those two combined? I mean, yes and no. It's not like it's never happened before. But uh, Dude, I was being beat by the geriatric squad. <laughs> hey, man, it's party tits, Gronk time. <laughs> oh man. On a on a separate note, though, dude, I know you are super jealous of me about this because you said it in the past. Janessa, my wife, has started the timeline of the Marvel movies. Like she's yeah. watching them in chronological order. Oh yeah. Like so, she's watched. Yeah, the uh, Captain America. She's watched now Miss Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Captain Marvel, yep. And then we just watched the first Iron Man. So next Saturday, she actually went ahead and said, said each Saturday from here on out, we're watching a Marvel movie. Oh, look at you. And we're going to work our way all the way through up to the uh, the TV shows. Nice. What uh, Where are you guys at on the timeline right now? Uh, we are going into Iron Man two, so we we're only about three movies in. So we've got we got a ways to go. We got all the way through the holidays now. <laughs> we got yeah. Saturday nights booked. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, that's excellent. Um, I mean, it's really it, it's really worth diving into. I was actually I don't know what was going on, but every now and then I'll just put on the end of Endgame, the big climactic mm-hmm. battle, just to like relive it and watch it because it's just so epic and so cool. Well, there's goosebumps it gives you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Still, even though I know what's going to happen, it's still the the scenes just play out so dramatically. And um, I, I was watching it. I think my wife was in the shower and she got out and she came into the room and she was like, what are you watching? And of course I couldn't, but I, it's like, I couldn't stop watching, but I also didn't want her to watch because I'm like, you don't know what the heck's going on and you're going to be spoiled. You're going to see that, you know, Iron Man sacrifices himself at the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You're going to yeah. see all this stuff that, y- you know, when I saw it, I had seen a decade's worth of movies leading up to that to yeah. really, you know, get me in the feels. And you're not going to have any idea what's going on. But she still watched a little bit of it. And she was like, oh, you know, that's that's okay. (laughs) Only she didn't say that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe one day we'll uh, we'll watch those together. But uh, you're doing it. You're doing it now. And I can't believe it. And it's been something that has happened over this whole pandemic. It's like, and the the movies we're watching now were pre-me and her. Like, she, I don't think she's ever really seen Iron Man. Yeah. So we watched that, and all, and there was a scene in the Iron Man, in Iron Man, that they referred to the terrorists in Afghanistan, Ten Rings, as the Ten Rings. Yeah, yeah. Man. I did not, I did not know that. When I caught that, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And she caught it too because she's seen Shang Chi with me, which we'll right. talk about here in a little bit. But I was proud of her because she caught the reference. I'm like, 
Oh yeah. yeah. Wait till we get to the man the, the fake Mandarin here in uh was it Iron Man was three. It three? Yeah, that's you guys are gonna enjoy that. And she seems to enjoy a lot of them. Much to my surprise. Like yeah. I said, this was a whole thing that started here during the pandemic when she started it started with WandaVision. Mm, she yeah. started watching WandaVision with me because she watched the a lot of the, some of the most recent ones movies in the theaters. But I think WandaVision was really hooked her. Yeah. So she watched that and then she watched uh Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. And I think she did not like Loki at all. She just could not get into Loki. Yeah, according to the views on our Loki after show, uh, not many people did. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a that was a dud. But... Took a bit of a dip. Yeah, uh, if you guys don't know, we have a YouTube channel. We haven't mentioned it yet this podcast, but uh, you'll find us over there a lot more often over at YouTube. Just uh, search Dad and Rock. You'll find our channel. We do after shows. We've done them for all the Marvel shows thus far. And uh, speaking of after shows, we're actually doing a Ted Lasso after show right now. They had a big night here recently, didn't they? Dude, I mean, I didn't watch it because I was watching my fantasy team, you know, pull a stick out of their ass. But uh, yeah, the Emmys were there and I was bummed that I didn't watch them. Yeah. Because I mean, every time there was two shows that mopped up the Emmys, it was the crown for like all the dramatic categories. Uh And then basically anything comedy, our boy Ted Lasso took it home. (laughs) Yeah, it did. So I was pumped. I mean, I'll just kind of go over them real quick. I mean, it got Best Comedy. It got, you know, Jason Sudeikis won for Best Lead Actor. Uh, Brett Gr- uh, Goldstein, which was awesome. He's here. He's there. He's even at the Emmys. Yeah, that guy's uh, every <laughs> effing where. Uh, he won for Best Supporting One. And this one was cool. Hannah uh, uh, Waddington, Waddingham? Waddingham. You did Waddingham. the same thing w- Seth Rogen did. <laughs> <laughs> What she won as Rebecca, yeah, for best supporting. So I mean, it was like one after and uh, the oh, I, I don't know her name, the one that plays Keely, Juno Temple. Juno Temple was actually nominated with her, and they were both equally happy that the other one, you know, that she won. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be, and it seemed like I watched the speech back, and she's like, it seems like they are like so like tightly knit as friends now. She's like, I think she even said, you're never allowed to leave my life. Yeah, it's it's one of those things they even joke around. They've been doing a lot of press here leading up to the Emmys too, where I've seen them on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. And uh, when they talk about each other, they even admit to it. It's kind of, they say it's a little sickingly sweet how much they like each other. Um, and they say it's all real. I mean, it's not... You know, it's just one of those things where they became actual, like actual fast friends working on this show. And Hannah Waddingham and Juno Temple, I mean, they've been acting and they've been in the game for years and years. And I think these roles on the show have really kind of been a uh, kind of a boon in their career. I know Juno Temple for sure. She's even gone on record. She was like, Ted Lasso just saved my life um, as far as just, uh, I think she was kind of, I don't know, in a depression officially, but um, she never felt connected to a lot of her roles uh, per her, you know, interviews she's given and stuff where her role in Ted Lasso as Keely, it's really giving her something special and something to lean on. Uh, and I think a lot of the actors feel that way. Uh, so it was great to, I mean, they've, they're only, you know, a little bit more than half way through your second season and for a show to you know get recognized like that is pretty cool yeah and i'm hoping it's kind of i mean it's still an underrated show yeah and a not well known show so i'm hoping like a show like the emmys that is is actually acknowledging how great this show is right that more people will actually reach out and actually find it because i'll say if you have any apple product you have apple tv oh yeah because you get it free it's just the thing is, you may not sign on to it. And frankly, it's it's becoming more a more and more must-have. I mean, they have this here. 
They've got a lot of really good shows that look like are coming forward in the future. The morning show is, is really critically acclaimed. And my wife watches that, and I've watched it periodically. It's a little heavy for my liking. Yeah, that's, that's the one with uh, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. yeah, that one. That one's a little heavy. I mean, that's that's high drama, right? I mean, I don't I don't know if I want too much high drama in my life right now. Yeah, <laughs> they have C with Jason Momoa, kind of a sci-fi fantasy epic. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of shows on there where they look expensive. I mean, they look yeah. good. They look as good as, uh, well, I don't know, as good, because Game of Thrones looked amazing Fantastic, there by the end. Yeah. Um, but it's right up there. I mean, they look like HBO produced shows. There's a lot of money that goes into them. And I think some of them are, are that quality. Cause like, I mean, for instance, Ted Lasso, it's a WB show. It's a Warner Brothers show. Right. That was sold to Apple to go ahead and be able to you know, put it on their service. So it's very possible these, some of these shows are being produced by you know other studios and their outlet to get on TV is through Apple. Yeah. You know Apple's got to be loving the uh, Ted Lasso success. It's kind of their banner show right now. Uh, the one that's getting the most buzz anyway. And, uh, you know, any anything that sets you apart in the streaming wars, man. Anything that's going to put you ahead. And that's the thing, though. They weren't pushing it. Yeah. They were pushing C. They were pushing the morning show. And then this little soccer coach comes out of nowhere. It came in quietly that first season. I think Apple TV Plus had already been running maybe six months or so. And then Ted Lasso came in just quietly without a big premiere or a lot of hoopla. And now, you know, a year and a half or so later, and it's just uh, a lot of a lot of folks are talking about it. Yeah, it's right out there. And, you know, in the I mean, in the comedies, like I said, it's yeah. everyone's every, everyone right now is talking about it because it got its day in the sun last night. Right. The sun night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of people are talking about it you and i are talking about it we got an after show and we've actually said I mean, we, we mentioned our after show with the uh, ted lasso that show so far has been the most successful one for us we've actually had people reach out to us you know saying thanks for doing that type show for them because there is so such little content on youtube for this show and that's phenomenal when there's little content about a show that is as popular as it is now. Now, we, we right. got onto it a little earlier. It's I, when I see our numbers grow on the after show for Ted Lasso, I just get more and more pumped. Yeah, I do, too. It's uh, consistently we have maybe twice as many views on our Ted Lasso after show that we did even on the Marvel shows, which is kind of impressive. I think the Marvel mm -hmm. shows were kind of buried because so many people were talking about yeah. them. Uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't checked out our Ted Lasso after show yet, if you're a fan of that show... Ted Lasso, and you haven't checked out our after show yet, how dare you, for one, <laughs> uh, go and do it. Check out our YouTube page. We do an after show each and every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, and it's live, so you can actually talk to us live, and we'll address any comments that you guys put up there. Yeah, we love the live interaction. Yeah. But uh, moving on from uh, from Ted there, I mean, there was a big movie that came out. Was it? It's been about two weeks now? Yeah. Has it been two weeks out now? Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Yeah. Man, that, okay, so going into it, what, what were your thoughts? Did you know anything? Did you want to know anything? Did, were you trying not to hype yourself up about the movie at all? Okay, so when I first learned about this movie, I honestly, I didn't really know the character that well from the comics. I knew he was in the comics, but I didn't really know of him. Um, he kind of came about in the 70s during kind of like the big, you know, the kung fu movies that were really big in the 70s, the Bruce Lee stuff. And it was a way of Marvel Comics to try to capitalize on that. I When I heard about it, when they announced it, you know, they, they you know, when they have like Comic-Cons or things and they put, a, you know, 10 different logos of the next phase of Marvel movies on a big screen. I, you know, nothing really jumped out at me as something I'd look forward to. What got me, though, is the trailer that they released 
a -hmm. few months back, maybe, you know, leading into the summertime. You and I watched that trailer together, and I think it really did its job. Like, it showcased... Uh, the action, just how like different this Marvel movie was going to feel from all everything else. Yeah. Now for me, I was getting more and more concerned. Like I, I felt like you was like, you know what? The movie looks good. I mean, the trailer did its job. I'm yeah. ready to go see it. But the closer and closer we got to it, the more and more the hype train was jumping on it. Right. And I was like, either one of two things are going to happen. Either the hype train is going to be right. Or it's going to be spectacularly bad. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of... I mean, I even thought maybe it, it could almost do like what uh, a Suicide Squad did. It could have been, you know, a good movie, but not... People wouldn't show up for it because we have no idea who they are. Right. But, I mean, I went to it. Me and, uh, me and Janessa went and seen it. And I walked into it. I was like, I was trying to be cautiously optimistic. And it was, and I don't know if there was a part of me. I was like, you know, I want it to be a not, not as good because every... I mean everybody was loving it. I don't know why I was kind of feeling that way. I was like, but dude, it had me right out the gate from, you know, when we're seeing, I mean, full spoilers here, guys. But when we see, was it Sean? Yeah, and Katie, Sean. You, <laughs> Sean and Katie actually uh, being valet parkers. I mean, come on. <laughs> so you changed your name from Sean to Sean. <laughs> no wonder your dad found you. Oh, man. that Yeah, that I mean, the, the fight on the bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, tremendous. I mean, I mean, I mean the whole that scene. I, I just want to talk about that scene a little bit. As far as like an action scene, you and I are action movie buffs, you know. And it true. I mean, it's a Marvel action scene, so it had you know some CG there, especially towards the end of the fight. Uh, yeah. I mean, the guy had uh, machete for an arm for Pete's sake, so of course there's some CG. But just the the style, the way they were able to move around in that those that tight corridors of the city bus, and the the way that uh, Simu Liu, the guy who plays uh, Shang Chi, and uh, Florian Montanu, who who actually played uh, uh, Ivan Drago's son in Creed Two, I didn't realize that. But yeah, they they went at it in that bus, man. I love that scene. From back, I love the little nod. I don't know if that was purposely done, but I love the little nod to like speed, but also yeah. she couldn't stop the bus. Yes, yes. <laughs> Or, I mean, this hit me, the dude streaming the fight on his phone, <laughs> the YouTuber. I was like, that's awesome. Entirely appropriate for 2021, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the fights, the fluidness, the spinning around. I loved when uh, uh, Katie was like, oh, does he look like a guy that can fight? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just flat out insults him. Yeah. And then that towards the end of it, she's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, it had a great story, great action scenes, great actors, just like great personalities. Like you mentioned, yeah. Katie, uh, played by Aquafina. I've never, honestly, I've heard her name before just because it's almost like, you know, when people go by one name like Madonna, you tend to hear it and it sticks. Yeah. Like Aquafina, isn't that a brand of water? Um, but <laughs> she I, she was terrific in this role. She's fantastic. I yes. thought she was just like, like really funny. Um, Simu Liu is pretty, I mean, he's kind of an unknown. He was in a sitcom for a bit, uh, like a Canadian sitcom. Yeah. And I, I watched a ton of like interviews, uh, leading up to this. He did a lot of press too. You know, he was a guest spot on, you know, like the late night shows and, oh, Ryan, the one Kelly with the, uh, yeah, Kelly and Ryan in the mornings and stuff. The guy's really personable and you could tell that he loved having this role. Yeah. Um, on two fronts. First, he put it out there as like, hey, he even tweeted, like, I don't know, a few years back, uh, he just threw it out there, like, hey, Marvel, how about the the Asian superhero? You know, how about Shang-Chi? And just on a whim. And then he forgot he even did it. And years later, it came back to him that he actually ended up getting that role, which I thought was remarkable. And he, he also has gone on record just saying how much of a, 
uh, an honor and responsibility it is to kind of be that different face, just like um, Chadwick Boseman had that for Black yeah. Panther. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think this just as much as Black Panther was just kind of a standout movie within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it introduced me to brand new things w- within it, and I can't wait to see more of Wakanda. I feel the same way about Shang-Chi's universe as far as the people in it, the adventures they can have, how, how different and, and, and unique it feels within the universe. Like, uh, you know, I, I hope they make more of them. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It's on Earth, but like a different multiverse. Yeah, a different I dimension. I yeah, something. yeah. I don't know exactly how to explain. They got through like the bamboo forest and got mm-hmm. into the you know where they were going, and I'm not sure where exactly it took them. But it took them to like another portion of you know I don't know whatever they did. But uh, I like the area. I like the creatures. Yeah. I mean, on the funny side, I was like, oh look, there's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> they did look like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean, they looked but good. But I mean, the dragon fight at the end. Oh, it was great. Uh, the the way that when he was fighting his dad, when he would, they were in front of that door that was basically rocked off that he was yeah, trying yeah. to punch through. Or it was uh, dragon scales. Yeah, the fight when they were going back and forth, how it harkened back to where uh his dad and mom met. Yes, the slow the twisting yeah. and everything, the way his dad was looking at him, like, oh, I, I may be over my head here, because <laughs> you, you kind of seen that in his eyes. Because he started stealing the rings from him. Yep, he took five of them, and they went from the orange to blue. They and went then from he, uh, blue to orange. Yeah, blue and orange. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then next thing you know, he gets the other ones, and his dad just kind of looking at him. He he's trying to reason with him. He he's having that you know that conversation with dad. Yeah, that I think hits home with a lot of people so oh, yeah. you know what we we needed you mom died we needed you and there and then and he goes back and say you you know you sat there and watched her die and you did nothing well he was a what five six right he, he was, was a kid was, yeah yeah he was a kid so it was there was nothing he could he would have died with her essentially yeah an incredible story with family drama um, that takes place within these big, huge, you know, beautiful action sequences. The fighting in the film was terrific, yeah. but also the big spectacle, like you mentioned, the dragon fight and everything. Tony Leung, who played the Mandarin, you know, uh, Shang-Chi's father, another great Marvel villain, dude. Yeah. A lot of these villains in the past movies, they've been kind of forgettable, uh, but some of them stick, dude. Thanos sticks, uh, Killmonger from Black Panther sticks. And here's another one, uh, Tony Leung as the Mandarin, who's who was a very problematic character in the actual comic books. I mean, he was just a straight up Chinese stereotype with the the mustache and the the just any anyway, it was rough. Yeah. But uh, like once again, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they take that that glimmer of an idea and they just spin it to where it just works so well. And it's funny he even he even addresses that in the film. He's like, I've gone by many names. Can you believe that they or they named me after a, uh, a Chinese dish or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I don't know the level of like layers. Yeah. To his character. Because you can see the pain when he lost his wife. Oh, yeah. Like, before before how he was just all him. And then he gave up his powers. You know, the rings. Right. To be with his wife. And then he loses her. And then the kids. And he's training his son to be basically an assassin. Just there's so many layers to him. So, you, yes, he was the bad guy in the movie. But you can understand the grief. Sure. That, I mean, it was almost the same level as a WandaVision grief. Yeah. I mean, it, in essence, it was a, a, a way a man would go through it, thinking that he can fix it, and then seeing it through a, a broken female's eyes as well. So we got this, basically the same story almost, 
and just way different formats. Yeah, you get real deep connections in the Marvel Universe with some, some of the uh, characters who are in love, some of the husband and wife teams, right? I mean, whether it's uh, whether it's Wanda and, and Vision, whether it's uh, Pepper and Tony. Uh, mm-hmm. This was another one as far as uh, the Mandarin and uh, forget it, the character's name. Maybe uh, Zhai Ling, I think, maybe was the, the wife's name, the mother's name. But yeah, I mean, just just overall terrific, man. Like, the cast was intense. Um, what about uh, Wong? Wong from uh, Doctor Strange was, was in there cool. quite a bit. Yeah, I loved that. What did you think of the fight with the um, ab- Abomination? Oh, that was... We haven't seen Abomination since... The, Ed the Hulk Norton, movie. Incredible yeah. Hulk, yeah. So for him to just randomly show up, that was cool. And how Wong beat him. He used that kind of like his circle <laughs> he and he did. punched himself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then you find out later that they were just running a hustle. It was, you know, they just uh, split the proceeds afterwards. It was terrific. <laughs> now, I wish they did a little bit more. I mean, I feel like uh, you know, Abomination was just kind of a throwaway fan service thing. Yeah. So I hope they bring him back a little bit more in a later show. Uh, if it's, you know, She-Hulk. Or right. something. Oh, you. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. Now that you say that, that's clicked. He's absolutely going to appear in She-Hulk. I guarantee it. There we go. Yeah, we got to see him. We got to see him again. There's no way. Yeah. And and just in just a role that uh, that Wong plays. I mean, from that point there, and then at the end where he like he goes into the bar and you know Sean, right, and Katie are now telling the story to their friend. I think it's a lawyer friend, and I'm not sure what the other they're one. They're just out, they're, yeah, having dinner yeah. and not believing their their story about their grand adventure at all. And then Wong comes up behind them. Yeah, is there a, a Shang-Chi here and uh, <laughs> yeah. Katie? <laughs> yeah, they do the little sparkly golden things and open up a portal like they do. And yeah, they just step through the portal and continue the adventure. And, and they go in this uh, room. They end up, I don't know if it was in the Sanctum Sanctorum or if it was in, in that spot in Tibet that uh, a lot of the, the sorcerers are at. But he starts to do like diagnostics on the rings. He's like, I've never seen anything like these before. Yeah. They sent out a beacon deep out into space. And he Which even calls in backup. He calls in Captain Marvel. He calls in uh, Dr. Banner to get their opinion on it and their stuff. What do you think of Banner not being uh, Hawk? Oh, yeah. That was another thing. We haven't seen him. I think logistically, I think they'll have to explain it story-wise as far as why that is. Maybe after he was Hulk in Endgames. I mean, something must have happened. I think logistically, it's so we can see Mark Ruffalo in She-Hulk without them having to blow up the budget with turning him into actual Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was crazy. And then, then they, well, they, like you said, they said they're, they're beacons. And all of a sudden, you know, Captain Marvel, she's pulled away. She's like, oh, I got duty to do. She yeah, takes like off. she does. Yeah, she's busy. You can only get her for a few minutes at a time. Yeah, she's a uh, she's a flight risk. <laughs> <laughs> But there was a there was one more scene at the end of this. Yeah, and we didn't talk about uh, Shang's sister at all. Oh, she was great too. And I mean, the relationship there, the the heartfelt like the, the pain I felt for her. Yes, when Shang didn't return, I thought for like, sure that she was going to be her dad's right hand man. She like filled the spot that he would have had. And she would have had it out for Shang Chi, and and that, that's what it seems to be when she they first meet again. But it turns out to be a little different. She got out, too. When she was a kid, she waited for him until she couldn't wait anymore. She had her little heart broken when she was a little girl because her mm. big brother never came back for her. She escapes from her father, sets up her own criminal empire, her own kingdom. And then afterwards, yeah, this final scene, this final codex here, after the Mandarin is uh, no longer in charge, it looks like his daughter's taken over, the Ten Rings. Dude, they are setting up a crazy female kingpin 
TV series. Yeah. So, between her and Sharon Carter. Oh, yeah. Those those two running those two parts of the world. And then now you have uh, uh, Valentine in the U.S. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The women in the, in the Marvel Universe are becoming more and more and more powerful. It's very interesting with these big, you know, criminal organizations. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're divested into a lot of different interesting things for sure. Now, now, this was my biggest concern. After I watched the movie, I'm thinking we are getting more and more and more powerful yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. So the characters like a, let's just say a Hawkeye, for instance, is going to get swept under the carpet because he's got a bow and arrow. You have a dude with 10 rings that can blast himself anywhere and he's going to live for as long as he has the rings. Or you have a Captain Marvel or a uh, Photon now that's going to be out there. Or, you know, Doctor Strange. Sure. You, you have all these characters that are so spectacularly powerful. And then there's got to be a level. Of, I mean, I, I, I worry that they're going to have too many. Oh, the Eternals. Oh, the Eternals. Let's not forget of what's on the horizon, too. I mean, eventually we're going to get mutants and the Fantastic Four and all the cosmic things that go with that, too. So, I mean, it's we're, we're getting to a level of it, are we are they going to be too powerful to be able to handle anything? Like, I've got a lot of concerns about. The Eternals. I, I really have a lot of concerns about that movie. That, yeah. That's a conversation for another time. Right. But I don't know. I, like I said, that, that's my concern. I, I don't know how they're going to handle everyone being as powerful as they are. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. It was Things seemed a little more quaint back in the, you know, pre-Thanos days where our strongest characters were, you know, Cap, who happened to take a soldier, you know, super soldier serum, and he can, you know, run fast and hit hard, and yeah, that kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah, and Thor. And Thor, who's, you know, a god, but a lot of times they broke Thor down as far as, like, you know, there's a lot of times where he's he's not the winner, he's not the victor. Like, he's a powerful dude, but they break him down a lot. And like but you he's mentioned... he's a flight risk, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Or like you mentioned, there's Hawkeye and Black Widow, um, we already had the Black Widow movie. We're not getting any more of those. We have the Hawkeye series coming out on Disney+. Plus. I think there's room for both as long as they have an interesting story to tell. I mean, I like the on-the-ground level stories of uh, Captain America Winter Soldier as much as I do the huge spectacle of an Infinity War and things like that. As long as you have great actors who are just eating up their roles and you have good writing. And I think the most important thing that's really garnered the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe thus far is the interconnected storytelling where each movie, no matter where it's taken place, even if you're watching like an Ant-Man movie, it's still going to be connected to this grander picture. Um, and it seems important. You know what I mean? Um, so like I, as long as they're able to keep that up, the interconnectivity where everything feels so connected and, and one universe um, I think, you know, even the, the little stories with the little guys are going to be great. But it, I I fear if Kevin Feige ever steps away that you're going to lose some of that tightness. Some, it's going to get muddled. Yeah. Well you, you, well, you said a key phrase for me in one universe. Right. They're not gonna, we're not having one universe anymore. The multiverse is coming into play. So, yeah, I I mean, that, that that's I mean, there, there's there's concerns for me. But there's been no reason for me to be concerned yet, if that makes any sense. Like, they haven't shown cracks, really. Right. So we got to trust in the in the vision and the direction until we have reason not to. I almost think that this exploration of the multiverse is going to be a temporary thing. 
where we're going to get our amazing, fantastic movies like Spider-Man Far From Home, like Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. I think that's going to be a way to introduce the grander things that we've missed out, the Fox properties, yeah. bringing in the X-Men and Deadpool and Fantastic Ooh. Four. And I think after that's done, I don't know if the multiverse is going to be a permanent Marvel Cinematic Universe edition. I think we're going through a phase right now where it's an important storytelling plot point, but I don't see it being a, a permanent thing. Now, I just had a kind of a light bulb go off in my head. So we've seen on the TV level, Kang die, and pretty much that's when... Uh, you know, the timeline went crazy. Yeah. But I, I pretty much it's I'm, I'm almost 100 percent certain at, time, at times together with Strange doing his thing with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then we also seen Wanda turn into Scarlet Witch. And it, it's all been basically the Kang and WandaVision show have, have been already been said that that's tied together at the exact same time. Yeah. So what if it like they leave it open and it's it's, it's a it's a plot point that they're fighting with for like, you know, a, a few years to say. <laughs> Within the cinematic universe, we see basically Strange is the one that fractures, you know, the timeline. Yeah. What if it's him that is basically charged with fixing it? And he's the one that's able to go ahead and, you know, bring it back to one timeline, you know, down the road here after a few movies. Like, yeah, like you said, after we they're able to figure out a way to bring in, you know, the Fantastic Four, bring in the X-Men. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the big properties that they're trying to get in. Uh, bring in Deadpool. I actually love that. If that ends up being a, a story point within the multiverse of madness, I prefer it when Stephen Strange is kind of his own worst enemy. You know, not him going against some other, you know, powerful wizard or whatever. I, I like a story where Stephen Strange is going against his own foibles as far as being too arrogant or, you know, taking shortcuts through things. Um, him messing up big time. And then the the journey of him trying to set things right again is a very interesting story to tell, I think. So I, I would like that. Is that too good of a story to be told in a short form in a movie? Or would that need to be told long form TV show? Ooh, a Stephen Strange TV show? I don't know. Yeah. I would love it. We um, we got a little bit of news here today as far as some upcoming things on Disney+. Plus. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean you we went ahead toward it. So what, what are you talking about when it comes to the Disney Plus stuff? So there was a press release today um, from the Walt Disney Company that November 12th is going to be known as Disney Plus Day. It's basically a little thank you um, to its subscriber base, and they're going to be dropping um, a lot of uh, content on that day onto Disney Plus, uh, including Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We were talking about that, how much we loved it. It's actually going to be available to stream and watch um, for no additional charge. It's not going to be behind a paywall or anything. So if you have Disney Plus, uh, Shang-Chi is coming to, to view and watch it on November 12th, Disney Plus Day, uh, which I thought to be kind of cool. That's quick. Yeah, no, that is really quick. I mean, I know the window has shrunk down to, I think, 45 days mm-hmm. now for the, the theatrical window. I mean, we were actually talking about this a while back. Remember how long it took for, like, Batman oh, in the yeah. movie theaters? And then before we were actually able to watch it at home, it was like 180 days bef- in the theater before it actually got out to us or something down the line. Some, it felt like it was like a year if, Yeah, you know, sometimes being younger. Would, if, if it was a big enough movie and, say, the movie came out in, like, November and it was like a spectacular blockbuster. They may just wait until the following holiday season for v- a VHS release. 
um, yeah. just to capture that Christmas money. So sometimes you would wait an entire year for a home video release. But yeah, it's it's quite a bit shorter these days. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it feels like the turnaround is quick. And it's even, I think, quicker now. Because I think it was pre, pre-COVID, it was 90. Right. And they've so they've since cut that in half. So, I mean, that, that's awesome for us. I mean, it still gives you a chance to see it in the theater if you want to. Yeah. But if you want to watch it at home and it's only a theater exclusive, you don't have to wait too long. Also coming to Disney Plus is the uh, the movie with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, the uh, Disney Jungle Cruise, which I didn't really have interest any interest in seeing in the theater, but I might check it out once it's on Disney Plus. I heard it was all right. I mean, it was, if, if you go into it expecting, you know, just a fun fun movie. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not going to go into it expecting some you know, huge, you know, blockbuster extravaganza, you know, no, it's, it's not going to be a highbrow either, probably. Yeah. Once again, that's going to be available to all subscribers. There's also a new Disney Plus original movie, and we all knew this was coming with some of these uh, 20th Century Fox properties from back in the day. Eventually, we're going to get remakes of some of the uh, things that used to be 20th Century Fox movies, one of which being Home Alone. They're doing a, I don't know if it's a sequel or a rebootquel or whatever, but it's going to be a new Home Alone called Home Sweet Home Alone. It just needs to go away. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a foster family, someone that's going to watch him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He needs to be taken away from his parents because they have (laughs) left him too many times. Or he needs a cell phone. Just to uh, call his folks and be like, hey, you left me here. Or you know what? It, just give him an Apple Watch with a GPS on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Actually, I'm I'm interested enough to just check it out eventually at some point. Nothing's going to be replaced or take the place of those original two Home Alone movies. Yeah, no. I can't I, I can't even watch three or four. No, I, yeah. I can't get my stuff to do it. Yeah, even back in our day, like they made uh, Home Alone 3 and 4, and they were god-awful, man. They were like direct-to-video releases, which this kind of feels like. I don't know. You know, it's a little early to tell. We haven't seen a trailer or anything yet, but I will be curious to see how they get around the updated technologies of, you know, since the first Home Alone, you know, since 1991, we've come a long way. (laughs) That's true. Oh, boy, there's another one here. I know it's going to be big in my family, but it's going to be called Olaf Presents. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, anything frozen in my household, uh, my daughter eats up. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, too. Now, she's in the shower, and I hear her singing all the songs. I don't know what it is about the shower. Great acoustics. It just starts singing. Yeah. I hear her talking about letting it go and, uh, you know, when the north wind. Yeah. Whatever it is. uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) It just goes and goes and goes. I can see that. There's a a few here. It looks like it's going to be, you know, directed towards the Frozen franchise. Uh, Did you see the – did you ever see Luca? I did watch Luca, yeah. I mean, I I was just kind of Luca warm on it. I didn't think it was great. Uh, did did you enjoy it? I liked it. I don't think I I think it was kind of the lesser tier Pixar movies, but um, it was the same kind of quality and good storytelling. Uh, that it, you know, I think it deserved the Pixar title. Is it as strong as some of the other stuff? I mean. Probably not, but I mean, it is still good. I mean, it looks like they've got a, a short film coming off of that. And oh, more of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was actually... So this series with Jeff Goldblum premiered when Disney Plus itself premiered. It was actually one of the first original shows. Mm-hmm. And did you end up watching the, the first full season? I, I believe I watched the first full season, yes. Yeah, it was fun. And it, it was weird. And yeah. it was Jeff Goldblum weird. So it was exactly what I was expecting. And I was expecting to be a one and done. Right. I wasn't expecting anything else from it. I didn't know if I wanted anything else from it. It was definitely entertaining. It did what it was supposed to do. It gave me something different to watch. 
and I was ready to move on. Now they're giving me a second season. <laughs> they're giving you more of what you didn't even think that you needed, but there you go. That I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were talking about Marvel stuff, so, you know, this is an opportunity for them. Basically, what they say here in the press release, they're going to be showing a special celebration of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney+. Plus with an exciting look towards the future. So I don't know what that means. It's very vague. But maybe they announce some uh, future Disney Plus shows. I don't know. It could be a montage of stuff that are things things to come. Sure. That, they, that they've that finally finished shooting. So instead of putting together like a, a trailer for all of them, they kind of do what HBO Max did and just gave us a montage of all the upcoming properties. Just give you a, a quick glimpse into them. That's what I'm thinking. Some sort of a sizzle reel. I We already know there's probably not going to be a second season of, of WandaVision. They talked about doing a continuation of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but, you know, in movie form with uh, Captain America 4 out in theaters. Um, they did announce a second season of Loki, so I don't know if we'll get a little bit more news about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure eventually What If has been... Not a, a huge blockbuster for them, but once again, it's it's animated form, so it's probably less expensive to produce. So I'd imagine a second seat of uh, that'll be on the way too. Have you watched any of those? Oh yeah, I've watched it every week. Oh really? So I haven't. Yeah. I walked out. Uh, I think we were finishing up one of our uh, after shows. Well, it's a living room, and Janessa's sitting there watching What If. I'm like, this wow, is she got to it before awesome. you did. <laughs> she, yeah, she did too. And I was like, I even told her, so you know, I'm not even all that interested in this. To be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, we watched the Captain Captain America one with Sharon Carter. Right. Uh, which we watched. If there's one, uh, I Doctor would suggest. Strange. Yes, that's the one I was going to suggest. Yeah. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah, we watched a handful of them. I mean, we watched almost all of them at the point that, I mean, we didn't intend on it. It was just kind of a rabbit hole we went down. And we just started watching them. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think I would enjoy them because I'm not, I mean, I'm just kind of like, they're not anything that has anything to do with anything. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be important at all or if these are just side stories to enjoy I, an animated yeah. show. I think they're all one-offs. Yeah. Like, one-offs. Like, this is what may have happened, but it has nothing to do with what, what's going forward. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, you know what just dawned on me too is that they um, that Hawkeye is going to premiere in December, so they may have uh, an extra look at Hawkeye before that premieres. And then uh, speaking of which, as far as you know, other properties on Disney Plus, you know, a favorite for you and me, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. They're going to be showing a uh, special uh, all about the legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett, which he's got his own show com coming up on Disney Plus. I'm ready for a trailer. Oh, me too. I want a trailer. I want to see Finnick. I want to see Boba Fett. I, w I want I want an explanation on how he got out of that Sarlacc pit. Yes. I want I want something. Give me a little bit of something. I mean, you don't got to give me a full, you know, explanation. I just want to know, was it his, you know, his uh, his best car that was able to you know, prevent him from being digested and he fired his way out? Right. Or, or whatever, whatever, something. Just give me something. I don't. It doesn't have to make any sense. How epic if we see a shot of, you know, like a blonde woman in her 40s. And uh, to guess, is that Omega? Did they bring Omega here <laughs> from uh, from the Bad Batch? You know, yeah, they yeah. love to interconnect their universe, so I don't know. We'll see. Oh, there's going to be some connection somehow. Yeah, I mean, None that's Boba Fett's, basically Boba Fett's direct sister. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, the way... Holy it, crap, in no, that, I didn't even think of that. In that storyline, I mean, Boba Fett is the perfect, unadulterated clone of Jango Fett, where they didn't mess around with the DNA or anything. He's just a perfect clone. And Omega is basically the same thing. They just switched, you know, genders on her. So, uh, you know, Boba Fett and Omega are essentially as close as brother and sister as you can get in that whole operation. <laughs> Holy crap. I, I didn't even dawn on me. Yeah. That would be something. <laughs> that would really be something. But uh, 
I don't know what to expect from that series. I really don't. I don't know how. I've got to think it's going to tie into the Mandalorian somehow. There's going to be, I think there's going to be cross pollination between the two shows. Yeah. Uh, I've heard inklings that going after this season, going forward, that the Mandalorian may change its name and it's not going to be centered around uh, Din Djarin anymore. Could be, yeah. Because, I mean, the storyline for him has been, you know, getting the child back to the Jedi. And while well, we've seen Luke take him. So, yeah, I, I, I love what they're doing with it. I just I, I want to sit back and say it. I'm along for the ride, yeah. If they decide to have just Din Djarin as a side character, I, I honestly feel like they should do that. They should change the name of the show and it, for it to be a different show if Din Djarin is going to end up being, you know, taking a backseat to Ahsoka or other characters. I think that's appropriate, and I, I actually don't mind that. There's no telling. So hopefully on Disney Plus Day... We're going to see a little bit more about the future of Star Wars and the Marvel Universe on Disney+. Plus. Glimpses into the future, into 2022, and what that'll look like. That's going to be a fun day. And it's on a Friday. I mean, it's show day. Yeah. yeah there we go. We uh, may have to get that's... on uh, afterwards and, and discuss. Oh, you know what? Book it. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. Okay, man. Well, I think it's a good time just to go ahead and follow those bamboo shoots right to the cheesy. What do you think? Yeah. So, you want to go ahead and go first today? Yeah, I will. Yeah. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? I have no idea. Irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I liked it. Uh, Yeah, that's good. There you go. I I had a feeling, but I was you know what? I have grown since we started the dead. You sure have. (laughs) I appreciate that. Okay, so I've got two here. I'm gonna run my guy pick which one I'm gonna go with. It's soccer bound. So Ted Lasso. Okay. So why shouldn't you play soccer in the jungle? Hmm, why not? There are too many cheetahs. Cheetahs never prosper. <laughs> Reminded me of oh, uh, Zazu from the original Lion King. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, guys, I mean, that's pretty much what we've been up to here. Uh, like we've been talking about for a while. We have our YouTube channel. That's where we live. I mean, we used to do our, you know, our podcast here, the Dad and Rock podcast here, what, weekly? And we used to yell at by our wives for doing it. <laughs> yeah. And now it has morphed into a lot of the YouTube stuff. And now we get yelled at for that stuff. So if you want to see these mugs, uh, go to Dad and Rock YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash Dad Rock. And then just click that like, subscribe, you know, hit that bell so you know when we do go live and uh, check out everything there. Yeah, we continue to do after shows to whatever the latest, hottest show is out there. Right now we're doing Ted Lasso. We do trailer reactions too. So if a big trailer drops... Uh, I'm expecting to see a new Batman trailer soon, I'm thinking, because uh, it's supposed to be released, you know, early part of 2022, and it's been a while since we got that first Batman trailer. I'm expecting to see another uh, another one soon, but yeah, we do trailer reactions. We do a ton of stuff over there, so be sure to check it out. Okay, guys. Well, you know, thanks for listening here, and uh, we're going to say just keep it cheesy. See ya. See ya.